Brother John has traveled the world, and people know him uh, for being, uh, he, he shared one time about he needs to be, he, for you to slay the demons and the devil, you got to be offensive. You can't be defensive. And I learned that, you know, you can't, in, 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 in the sports analogy, everything is defense. If they defense, you'll win. But when you come to the demons and devil, you got to be in the offensive. You learn that. You can't just be, it's the devil. It's the devil. No, F, 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 F. I'm not saying the word, but you know what I mean. Rebuke it and get going. You know what I'm saying? And this man has taught me, like, my, there's certain people in life, when, they, when you speak to them, you can't stay down. Pastor's one. You, you go to pastor and you start complaining, mm -mm, he's not going to have it. He'll look at you like, no, he'll start talking, even on the phone, like, no, 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 no. He won't receive it. And before you know it, you're like, you're like, wow, I feel much better. And John is in the same field. Like, you say John, he, you can't tell him, John, I'm feeling down. No, no, he'll start saying, no, we rebuke this and that. And before you, I mean, it was, he visited me in the hospital, and it was no way I could be down. There was no time to be down around John Ramirez. He was, lift, he's a lift, they lift you up, and that's where he was. And after so many years not seeing him, it was like we never skipped a beat. Like, I, I shared yesterday a phrase in which when you go out with your friends to play or even to hang out at a young age, you don't know that would be the last time. And before you know it, it's 20 years, 30 years later, and we don't see each other. But that's enough of me and my analogy of John. I'm going to bring up the speaker of the day, Evangelist John Ramirez. Uh, please rise and welcome this mighty man of God, this warrior for the kingdom of Christ, John Ramirez. Amen. I love you too, man. Amen. Amen. I, I just want you to stand for a second. Uh, you know how you know your ministry? If you could stand more than five minutes. Right, Pastor? Sometimes you got to do two, three services, and you got to stand. Sometimes, you know, uh, you got to do stuff for eight days somewhere in a foreign country. You don't like the food, and you still got to do stuff. Sometimes you got to get on a plane, and the, and the plane, the clock ticks, 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 and, and you feel like you're on that plane for a week because it takes like 14 hours to get to the other side. And you sit in the airport, you can't read the signs because they in a foreign language. And then you can't read the sign. You, you, they're sitting half dead in a coma. And you're sitting there on the, on the layover because you're waiting for, another, for two and a half hours because you're waiting for another flight to take two and a half hours to get what God has sent you. And the Lord, and the Lord said, it's not, it, 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 it's, it's not what you go through, John. Are you willing to do it? Are you willing to do it? Are, are, are you willing to sacrifice? You know, there was a song up there about sacrificing. But what are you willing to sacrifice today. Because you see, people want the blessing and people want the certificate but no one wants to take the class. No one wants to sacrifice nothing. We, we have come to a generation of church that we are delusional and delivers because we think that Jesus is a pimp or we think that Jesus is a sugar daddy. And we think that we, we throw three prayers and three Hail Marys and three Our Fathers and, and heaven's going to open up and you're going to see the chorus in heaven and Mike and Gabriel going to come down and bring you your blessing. That's what they say on TV, but it doesn't work that way. 
So when I want to, before we sit down, we want, I just want to thank uh, Pastor, Minister Julio, ministers here, brothers and sisters for having me here. And man, because it took a long time for them to invite me back to the Bronx. Trust me, I think. <laughs> they took a long time before they invited me. And, and I think one of the times I preached in the Bronx, it was uh, many years ago, I preached in the Bronx, and they told me, we don't know who you are, and we don't know. We, we, so you're preaching in the basement of the church. I was telling the pastor. But you see, I never despise small beginnings. You see, I said, I'll do the basement. I'm not staying there, but I'll do the basement for this season. Amen? And look what God has done. You with me? You see, so, so it's not where you are. It's where you're going. You see what I'm saying? It's where you're going. So I, I, I want to minister to you today. You know, I, I want to I I reflect on something to you today. And before I do, you know, I, 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 I got to get, you know, you pray for me because I got to get even, you know. I, I, Julio got me good yesterday, and today's my turn. So have a seat. Be blessed. And, and uh, you pray for me because after I, I say a few things about Julio, they might either backslide or leave the church. <laughs> you see, so I knew the man, bef- bef- I knew the man, I would say, B.C., before Christ. So before I, before, listen, I just want to share something. Who, who you roll with? Who you roll with? Who, who's your Jonathan? Who's your David? Who you roll with? People say, John, you need, you need, and no disrespect, you need Ambarera, you need bodyguard, you need it. I got two things. I got the Holy Spirit, and I got the five-fold ministry. <laughs> you get crazy with me in the airport, I will kick y'all in the airport. And, and if you, I'm on the plane, and you go, Muhammad, and you go into that law movement, I will put it on you like you've never seen it before. Before the plane land, you'll be singing, hallelujah, Jesus. Welcome to this place. One time I was on the plane, I saw these guys came with the turbans, you know, like five of them. I went like this, you know. I'm watching you. See what I'm saying? Because <laughs> this plane ain't going down until we sing the hallelujah dance. You know who I admire the most in ministry? I admire the most in ministry. There was two people I admire the most in ministry. Sometimes we got to find a, p- a person you, you, you got to admire. You know what I mean? It's not an idol. Someone you admire. I admire the late David Wilkerson, a prophet of our time, a man beyond his time, a man that God spoke to. Not these, these fling-flang prophets we got today. Are you going to the nations? Well, I'm, I could have told you that. <laughs> a man beyond his time, a man that decided to turn the TV off and 365 teen challenges Pop to the world. Men decided to turn the TV off and decided to give time to God, and a Nikki Cruz was saved. A man that left a legacy. What is your legacy? What are you leaving behind? I love Abraham in the Bible because Abraham was thinking generational. So, so David Wilkerson was a, a, such an impact in my life. You with me? And the second person I admire in the ministry is Nikki Cruz. Because Nikki is still crazy. And, see, and God loves radical people. I don't know how Christians become Christians and then we come become soft. 
we become soft. When we become, we, when we become into, it, 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 it's be radical for Christ. And Nikki Cruz is not only radical, but Nikki Cruz has become, Nikki Cruz is an icon of a man, of, 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 of a man, an icon of a man. And I want to, before I rose Julio, I'm just trying to soften up the crowd. Of a man that's been so consistent in the ministry that, that the psychiatrists of New York City say he was unredeemable. And Nikki Cruz had brought over 50 million people to Jesus Christ. Unredeemable. But you see, I've learned that God loves the misfit. So let me be a misfit for Jesus Christ. I don't care what the hospital has to say. I don't care what the White House has to say. But you know what? God can use me. How awesome is that? So my, before, I, before I get to this man in, a few, in two seconds, because I got a message to you from the Lord. You know what I mean? I want to <laughs> say who I roll with. Before, before I was on TV, before I had a mic, before I had an opportunity to do anything for the Lord. You got, you got me? Before, I had, before there was a, a John Ramirez ministry, before there was a name, before all that was going on. I remember I was going to Wendy Hill Fellowship down here. Is, I don't know. Probably, right? It's like the morgue right now. I call it the way it is. If you don't like it, you can leave. Everybody took your money. So I call it the way it is. If you don't like it, you can leave wherever you got the offering. You can hear a pin drop. See, see, truth is truth. And, I, and, and my, when I was in witchcraft, my daddy was the devil. I lied. I was a PhD liar. But now that I'm in Jesus Christ, I will say the truth. You know why? Because the truth will set you free. I don't, I'd rather you be mad at me, but make heaven than be in a dead church, in any church, the dead church, and, you, and, and you're a dead church, and you'd be the first, you're the person that when you die, you miss the mark. Because you, decide, you were married to a building, you were married to the pastor, but you were never married to Jesus Christ. And a lot of Christians are walking out married to building, traditional stuff, May May stuff. God didn't die for May May stuff and tradition. God died for you and I to fulfill a purpose and a destiny of who we are, where we're going, and how we're going to finish. And then the church of Jesus Christ is going out like a bang. We ain't going like punks and wimps like the news media is saying and a bunch of these homosexual whatever institutes are talking about us. I don't think so. And we need to understand. We need to come to a place. Am I growing? Am I growing in the things of God? Am I having an encounter with the Lord Jesus Christ? Who am I? Where am I going? What is it that God invested in me? That I'm not, I ain't going to be no fig tree. I'll tell you right now. Jesus cursed the fig tree. And Adam was a fool. He dressed up with fig leaves. And then I'm going to join Christianity. I'm going to leave the honeys behind, the beers behind, the clubs behind. For what? For a dead church? For dead religion? When I was making more money in witchcraft? So I'm going to leave all that for what? No. I left all that because I fell in love with Jesus Christ. And I knew that Jesus Christ had a plan for me. I knew that Jesus Christ was going to take me to places. Because I said to myself, do or dive. Do or dive. Don't care what happens to my life. I'm going to serve the king. I'm going to serve the king. Non-compromise. I signed the contract. I signed the lease. In 1999, I signed a crazy paper. I said, I'm doing life in Jesus Christ. I want no parole. Pat Robertson said, you crazy. Let me see that. 
Are you sold out? Are you sold out? Or you come with, you come with the fine print. Do you come with term and conditions in your life? Well, if Jesus don't bless me, pastor don't say hello to me, you know, uh, you know I'm not coming to church. Pastor said, it's going to snow tomorrow. I said, well, I'll be here. I'll be here. I ain't scared. But it's funny, people, it's snow tomorrow. But Monday, it's snowing, you go to, you go to work. And you're not late. And if, it's funny because your boss is the jackass that Jesus used at the pipeline to bless you. And you can say jackass. It's a donkey. <laughs> to bless you. But you, 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 you know, you, I was telling the men yesterday, we're in love with the gifts, and we're in love with the talents, and we're in love with the titles, but we're not in love with the presence anymore of the Lord Jesus Christ. And the day I don't carry the presence anymore, and then I'd rather stay home and do nothing. I got a big TV at home. I can watch all kind of stuff. This is who I roll with. Homie, come on. Come on for a minute. This is who I roll with. This is who I roll with. Before I had a mic, before I had a mic, before I, had, before I was going on TVNs, 700 Club, all that stuff, before I even shared my testimony in Times Church, where, where, where I was sitting. Say something, girl. <laughs> where, where, where I was sitting? Next to Next you. Next to me. Most every uh, Sunday. Yeah. How many years? I don't remember. <laughs> Come out in the name of Jesus Christ. Be delivered. <laughs> More than 10. More than 10. More than 10 years. This is who I roll with. This, this is my partner in crime. I roll with people like this. I know you're probably impressed. You want to take pictures? You can take pictures. I know she looks like Barbara Bush. That's okay. <laughs> Amen? That's who I roll with. Because, you see, people that have been seasoned, people that have been around the block, people that have been, they've been with the Lord. I ain't looking for no shiny hair, you know, GQ-looking kind of guy to hang with. I'm going to hang out with pillars. There's another lady over there pray for me. Stand up, stand up for a minute. Come over here. Come here for a minute. Come here. Come here. Come up. Come in here for a minute. Come here for a minute. See? We're going to change. All right, girl. Come here. This is, this is what I'm talking about. You see? I want, I want, I want to hang out with Jonathan's and David's. Amen. See? This is the, the pioneers. The pioneers of the church of Jesus Christ. Because, you see, you, we look, we, we too caught up with the exterior. But we don't know what's inside the treasure. We don't know what's inside the alabaster box. The oil in the alabaster box. All I want is to walk with Jesus. He's my friend. He's my savior. He's my redeemer. Amando de Kendala Vasanda. Orando si Amando de Kendala Vasanda. And bless those that want to walk with him too. Amando Vasanda. I want to make a difference. That's right. You made a difference. Amen. You got, you got your crown already. <laughs> you, you got your crown already. Amen. Amen. Well. Before I, before, I get, before I get into my message, who, who wants a book? Listen, we're coming, we coming. Listen, we're coming to a time. 
we come into a time that if you don't, li- uh, listen to me, we come into a time, if you don't do you, ain't no one going to do you. If you're not prayed up and you know spiritual warfare, Jesus, deliver- Je- Jesus' ministry was spiritual warfare and deliverance and healing. And he gave out a few cupcakes once in a while. Jesus' ministry was all about casting, breaking, destroying the works of the enemy. From the day he got on the board, from the day he came out the Jordan River, it was on. It was on. As soon as he came out the Jordan River, he, it was on. He said, devil, stay right where you are because I'm coming for you. He has set people free. People got healed from infirmity diseases. People got healed from infirmity spirit. People got healed from demonic oppression, depression, everything People got here. When the people said, my daughter is vexed with the spirit, she said, my daughter is tormented with the spirit. My daughter is delusional. My daughter is suicidal. My daughter is oppressed, depressed. And Jesus said, go home. I got this. Jesus didn't say, oh, this is your better life now. Or three ways to do this. Or ten ways to do that. Or fifteen ways, you know, to get a mega church. Jesus didn't die for stupidity. We need to know how to fight. We need to know how to stand for our family, for our loved one, for your community, for your neighborhood, for your region. You need to be armed and dangerous. If you live in the Bronx, then that is your region. You are the watchman on that wall. You pray, and you pray, with, you pray and you break down targets in the enemy's camp. You destroy the works of the devil in the camp. Because if you ain't doing it, sad thing about it is that God's going to hold you responsible when you get to heaven. God's going to hold you responsible when you get to heaven. It, it's something about praying, but it's something how to pray in spiritual warfare. It's two different things. Something about praying, but something spiritual warfare is with dismantle, displace, uh, disarm. It breaks down the bands and scrolls of the devil. It strips him down from all his authority, and he, you will get the victory. But if you don't know how to pray that way, and all you're praying is, Lord, you know what I'm going through. Lord, I'm, I'm hurting. Lord, my feet are hurting. Lord, yeah, I didn't get my blessing. Lord, I didn't get my promotion. Lord, I ain't get that ain't praying. You just begging. You just a beggar in the kingdom. Because you see, I've learned. I don't have, I don't pray that way because I've learned seeking the kingdom of heaven first and his righteousness. And everything else will be added on to me. I gave a testimony here yesterday. It blew people's mind. And I'll give it again. Because it's good. <laughs> Generation of curses. Come get it, girl. Generation of curses. How many families we got that? You know, it's funny because we, we've been taught. We've been taught that when you come to Jesus, everything falls off. That's not true. Because I got a bunch and it's still here for 17 years and haven't fallen off yet. <laughs> so let me ask you a question. How is it? Yes, some things come off. But there's some things that you have to work out. There's some things that you have to deal with. That's why I, I used to love Michael Jackson. My, my favorite song, Michael Jackson, Man in the Mirror. I thought Michael was bad. You know, Man in the Mirror. But he had demons. Filthy rich, super talented, but the demons came and tormented him. Prince, I went to, to his concert. But he had demons. Couldn't deal with his generational curses. Because what you don't kill, I tell the guys yesterday, it's going to end up killing you. It's going, to hurt. it's going to end up stopping you. It's going to end up paralyzing you. It's going to end up stripping you. It's going to end up stealing you from God's best in your life. Because, you see, when, you, when we fight, we put on, I hear people say, I put on the armor. You don't have no rights to put on the armor. Shut up. Sit down. 
The armor is sac- it's a sacrificial thing. What do you want to sacrifice to put on the armor of God? It's just not words in the Bible that you read Ephesians 6 all the way down. No. What do you want to sacrifice to put on the armor? What do you want to give up to put on the armor? Because if you don't give up something, the armor is not going to fit. Because David, David, Saul said, put on this. He said, I, I, it doesn't fit me the way it's supposed to be. This is not my calling. This is not my anointing. This is, this is what it is. These five stones. Because he, he, he took out one brother, but there was four brothers. He said, in case they show up. What are you swinging at? We need to come to a place to un- understand that spiritual warfare is, 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 is vital in the body of Christ. I got mass deliverance. Who wants to learn mass deliverance? I'm almost done. Julio, buckle up. Come on. You got a lot of greedy Christians, right? You see, they, 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 they want stuff free. Those are the welfare Christians. It's all right. We're going to deliver you today. The welfare Christians. Let, let me say something to you. before I, My message is short. My message is about Matthew 25, the, the ten virgins. That's my message. And I'm going to intertwine my testimony. The ten virgins, the wise and the foolish, which one are you? Which one? They both look the same. They both carry the same lamp. They're all dressed the same. Which one are you? Ten virgins represent the church of Jesus Christ. 50% of the church ain't making heaven. 50% of the church is not making heaven. You're going to stay. The rapture come. The first wave come. They all leave. You stay behind. There was a movie called Left Behind. How true is that? Are you going? And, and I was telling people that the Antichrist is going to be Muslim. If you're Muslim in here, you get free today. And if you're a witch from the Bronx, you came here today to spy, trust me, two things going to happen. You're going to run out or run to the altar. You got one or the other you're going to do. But getting back to Julio, let me just tell you about Julio. Before he came here, he was sanctified, Holy Ghost filled. And before he gave his life to the Lord and, and before he became a disciple of Jesus Christ, this guy was crazy. Okay? This guy was crazy. He, we used to go and drink 32 ounces. Not 32 ounces, Pepsi. 32 ounces, you know, old English. 32 ounces, Coke 45. Back in the days, people. Okay, and then he used to spill it. Oh, this is for the day. I said, dude, we just spent money on that. <laughs> me for the day. And then I said, we, we mean for the day. Dude, they're not even drinking. We, 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 I had to put a dollar. You had to put a dollar so we can buy this 32 ounce to drink it. And you telling me? And then, then we didn't care about A's back then. We, we drank from the same bottle, his saliva, my saliva. <laughs> and then we got promoted to the 40 ounce. To the 40 ounce. We got promoted to 40 ounce. Hey, we're going to buy 40 ounce today? Before he was speaking in tongues, he was drinking 40s. And Julio knew how to roll up a joint. Yeah, we used to play baseball together, and then when we didn't play, we used to get high before the game. And then we, we wonder how you play. You, you can't even see the ball. Your eyes are like this. Then Julio introduced me to Triple X theaters on, on Grand Concourse. 
He said, John, we going this week? Right next to uh, Gov Lasso Assembly. We used to go to, we used to go to that theater there. <laughs> oh, I would get you, brother. Pono fever. Pornographic fever. We going in. Then we used to time myself. We used to go in because the church was right next door. We used to time myself like, you know, let people go in so people don't see what you look like and come out the same way. What do you think about the movie, John? You like it? What do you It was a porno movie. It was an action movie. I know. You're too religious. You don't get it. We'll cast that religious spirit out of you. So we did that. We stole stuff. He was a crook too, by the way. <laughs> and Julio was the worst Puerto Rican. He'd borrow my coat and never bring it back. Oh, yeah. Remember my white coat? Nice coat? Remember that one? <laughs> yeah. You still have it? <laughs> yeah. But one thing I can leave you about Julio. Man was courageous. Still is. The man always saw the light out of the tunnel. And the amazing thing about that, when we were caged up in Twin Parks, we had the bars up and everything, Jesus Christ knew his address. And he got saved. In my first encounter with Julio, he forgot. I think the pastor was having a fellowship in one of the diners, and I saw Julio in the diner. And we were having, Wendy Healer Fellowship was having fellowship over here. And Julio, I had to bring him to the pastor so he could believe I got saved. And Dowling Thomas. <laughs> Dowling Thomas, right? But, when, 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 you know, people think, people think that serving the Lord, you have to look a certain way. You have to be a certain way. You have to dress a certain way. You have to speak a certain way. See, I can, I can relate to Julio. Because in 1997, I lost my eyesight. I was registered with the Commission of the Blind for one year. They was training me to use a dog because I lost my eyesight. The devil took my eyesight because I wanted to take a sabbatical from witchcraft. When I got saved in 1999, you with me? In 2002, the devil took my eyesight for three and a half months. I was completely legally blind again. And, and I remember they did a surgery in my eyes on Good Friday. And the doctor said I was four hours, four hours under anesthesia and under the knives to repair my retinas. And the doctor said, after you're done, you go home. You go home and rest your retinas. You need to sleep 12 hours this way and 12 hours this way so your retinas can flatten down again. And hopefully you'll get your eyesight back. And then I remember I came to one appointment. They put a needle this big right into my pupil and came back out. No anesthesia, no nothing. You see what I'm saying? So I know pain. I know it's a sacrifice. And I, Good Friday, when my bumblebee eyes passed up, I went to see the king in church to worship him. See, I didn't, I didn't wait till I crossed the Jordan. I didn't wait till I crossed with the Moses and his people to praise him on the other side. I praise him in the side of pain, hurt, fragmented, 
broken. Because if you can't praise him on this side. So I see Julio today from the person he used to be. Not the, 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 the simple stuff. The man. Tough guy. Fight anybody. Played good football. Great baseball player. The guy was super active. The guy was really a person that you wanted to hang out with because he would do a dive kind of person. And then the condition God allowed him to be in. Maybe Julio might not stand up and worship like we do. But there's many Christians here that are sitting where they're at. And check this out. He might not stand up and worship like we do. But in the inside, he's standing. In the inside, he's standing for Jesus Christ. And many of us could stand. But the inside, we've been sitting around, still like, still like bread, expire, and nothing to give and nothing to do. But just going through the formats and going just to the rituals of trying to be and make believe that you're a Christian. And I told the men yesterday, those people like that, they're Christian Dior's. They're not real Christians. Because all they bring to the church and all they bring to the altar and all they bring to the cross is just a representative of the person. They never bring the real person. And we have a struggle and a battle between the old man and the new. So I want to do one thing. And today, with the 40s, with our defects, we are ministering to you today, together. We're doing this together. So whatever happens today, we get credit heaven together. We did it in the world, and we're doing it on Jesus. God is good. God is good. God is good. I knew somehow, someday... I'll be back in the Bronx ministering with him. So you're not getting a John Ramirez. You're getting a Julio Maldonado and a John Ramirez ministering to you today. I grew up in the streets of New York doing witchcraft. I, got I even got married on Halloween. I had a demonic wedding on Halloween. I drank more animal blood than anyone you can imagine. I was a Santeria, I was a Santero, a Peritita, Palo Manumbe. I still got the marks when I sold my soul to the devil. I drink animal blood, I put witchcraft on people, I killed baby in the womb. Because I know the baby in the womb was the church of Jesus Christ. And I was a force to be reckoned with because I knew the devil, one thing the devil teaches when you join the devil's camp, he teaches you to spiritual warfare to be in the offense. And the church is dead in the defense, wait, waiting on God, I'm waiting on God. But you're bleeding, Jack. You went on God, but you look bruised spiritually. You went on God, but you fragmented. Why aren't you fighting back? Why aren't you getting on your knees? Why are you not throwing spiritual warfare back to that devil and put him in his place? So in my church, in the church I went to, in Los Centros, I went to from 7 in the evening to 5 in the morning, we were learning witchcraft when you were taking naps. When you were doing church for two hours, I was going to demon church from 5 in the evening, I mean from 7 in the evening to 5 in the morning. How could you stop me? I will astral project and end up in your house and pull witchcraft in your house and destroy your marriage and make your husband 
a harlot. Destroy you because the money was right. And when the devil gave me an assignment to do, I would leave my body home and end up in your neighborhood. Cursing your neighbor. When there's, and people, I'm an intercessor. I know you're not. Shut up. You don't even know how to pray. You're sucking up the title, but you don't know what the title means. The responsibility of what God has given you and the mandate that God has put on you. You have missed it because you're living in the title, but you're not living in the, in the anointing. And many people are living in title and spiritually anemic in the church today. I wish some devil will show up here today. I guarantee you it's going to be on. It will be on. That witch will run out this joint. Trust me. I will put it on her that she never seen. I was in, I was in, I was in uh, Kurosawa. No, not Kurosawa. I was in uh, St. Croix. And this man came up and said, I'm the witch from St. Croix. I said, so what? I seen too much in Jesus for me to doubt. So what? I mean, I was at the altar right here. And he was running my faith. I'm the, I'm the witch from St. Croix. And I came to destroy your meeting. I said, and? And he said, what do you mean, and? I said, I got you, because you trip, because it's the first one that takes the territory, the spiritual territory. And when you say, and I got the spiritual territory on you, because it was whoever strikes first. I said, and? He said, and? I said, and? He, and? I said, let me ask you a question. He thought I was going to bring out a scripture. I said, did you bring all your tools, all your demonic tools with you? And he said, what do you mean? I said, I got you again. You're losing territory, because now you're doubting. See, the spirit of doubt, a spirit of unbelief. Now you're doubting. And he said to me, yeah, I got my stuff. I said, did you bring it all? He said, why are you asking me that? I said, because when I open up this kind of whipping on you, I want, I want you to understand. I, want it to be, I don't want you to come back and say it's not a fair fight. I said, I'm here for three days. You can come back whenever you want. Because you see, I've seen too much in Jesus Christ to doubt. I've seen too much in Jesus Christ to fear any man, any devil, any witch, any vex, any voodoo, any demonic altars. I got people emailing me, and Denise handling my emails. What they say, hell, Satan, we still coming for you. We're going to kill you. I go, next. I die when Jesus said I die. And not because of witch, say I die. Christians are being paranoid, paranoid. Christians are being demonically destroyed because they don't know no spiritual warfare. They think of putting oil on you and laying hands on you is going to solve everything. It'll fix some stuff. But you got to learn how to throw some punches yourself. You have to learn how to take the territory back. You have to learn how to go into the devil's camp and dismantle his situation, bind the strong man, and take back what he's stolen from your family. Take back what he's stolen. Because you need to know how to see in the spirit realm. If you can't see in the spirit realm, you can't hit nothing. It's called spiritual discernment. And today, we're walking in the church today. We're walking in the church today with, you know, with, with, with Jesus Christ. I was telling the man yesterday, Jesus Christ is his life coach. He's Tony Robbins now. We walk in the church without an unction of the Holy Spirit anymore because we're in love with the gifts. So I said, see, I knew gifts. When I was in the demonic side, I knew gifts. Married in Halloween. You know what's amazing? The two crazy months, October, the whole month of October is witchcraft month. The month of December, you out there buying Santa Claus gifts. And I'm out there doing witchcraft to take over your region, find out what demon is going to go into your region. Because if it was suicide demon, now we have to turn it over to a prostitution demon. And I'm taking over your region when you're out there shopping. What size he is? Oh, he's a medium. He's a large. Oh, 
oh, what, 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 you know, you know, what kind of cologne he wants. Matter of fact, the bathroom got some nice cologne. You can put one in your pocket, but for you. <laughs> for a church I come to, got colognes in the bathroom. That's amazing. I was like, I was like, but I, yeah, I'm gonna become a member here. <laughs> Pastor got style. <laughs> Look at the way he looks. He said he's gonna be 60. He looks like 40. It's, it's the anointing, though. See, it, it's a man that's been around the block. It's a man that's been tested. A man that's been proven. A man that had walked with Jesus, wanted to quit, wanted to give up. But he said, one more round, devil. One more round, devil. See, I like to hang out with pastors like that. I even tell them I'm thinking of doing a thing in Long Island, right? I was saying. And maybe him and I can speak that day. See, I, I, see, I can see in the spirit around. I can see the dents in your armor. And if your armor is too shiny, I mean, you haven't been to anything. If your armor doesn't have blood on it and have dent on it, that means that you haven't been to nothing. I can't relate to you. Because you know but a, you know but a phony bigot, Christian. That's why I love Nikki Cruz. Nikki Cruz been to the worst jails in Russia to preach the gospel. You got Benny Hinn. Let me buy your shirt. I get it back. You got Benny Hinn doing this. In many, in many places. Well, you don't go to children's hospital and do that. But if, you, if the anointing works there, it will work anywhere. I'm hoping, Bob, you let me go there before the year's over. I'm going to write to Bob, you. I said, listen, I'd like to come here and pray for the people. And we'll see what happens. Because if my anointing works here in church, it got to work everywhere. Because if, I carry the, if I'm the new tabernacle of Jesus Christ, because the old tabernacle, these two, four men used to carry the old tabernacle. Now we are the tabernacle of Jesus Christ. We carry the presence of God in us. And if you carry the presence of God everywhere you go, the atmosphere has to change. Things have to be transformed. You don't have to tell people you're a Christian. They should see it in you. I didn't have to tell people I was a devil worshiper. They used to see it in my eyes. There's something evil about you. They would say, they didn't have to, I didn't have a business card. Hey, guess what? I'm a devil worshiper. Hey, guess what? I'm a devil worshiper. Guess what? I'm a devil worshiper. They're sorting me. Even Christians used to cross the street because of fear. Shame on you. Fear what? Fear what? I fear Jesus Christ because he holds my tomorrows. And he holds the very breath that I breathe. Fear what? Blind. Twice. My daughter, when I left witchcraft, the first thing she said to me, 11 years old, I knew if I knew witchcraft, I'd kill you. Rejected. Betrayed by the church. Destroyed by the church. Planted. The church did my funeral. Robbed me. Went bankrupt. And Jesus said, would you still serve me in the condition you're in? Because I put you there. Can I trust you? Bankrupt. Eating Chinese and pizza for three years. The, hypo- the hypocrisy in the church. The broken church. The hospital church. I just got my credit back a while ago. You, I got, whew, God is good. And I was in the Bahamas preaching the gospel when Christians were conspiring against me. And I said to myself, and I repented after, 
If I know witchcraft, I kill them all. I kill them all. I kill their mother. I kill their father. I kill their kids. I kill them all. And then I had to get on my knees and say, Lord, forgive me. And my brother, you know my brother G. Crazy. My brother G heard about it. He, he know Latin King. He know Bloods and Cribs. He put me on the phone. He said, you want me to go to church and bring them out and beat them up? And I was looking for scripture. <laughs> I was looking for scripture. Vengeance is the Lord. Oh, yeah. This is it. <laughs> this is the scripture. My brother said, I, I drag them outside of church and we beat them down. We put them on the phone so they could say sorry. I said, how could I be an example to my brother if I'm going to agree to that? I said, no, we don't do it that way in Christ. Let it be. Because too much is given, too much is required. See? Bleeding. Preaching in the Bahamas. And coming home like David to say his life. And everything was missing. Everything was broken. Everything was burned down to ashes. What are you saying? And you know what I say, Lord, what should I do? Should I pursue? Pray. Seek his face. And God said, I I allowed, I walked by the most, I, I, live, I live in the Upper East Side. Me and the pastor, the only Puerto Ricans that live up there. We're the Puerto Rican Jeffersons. <laughs> and broken, messed up. Do, do, what, what, what do you do? When the most you walk in your pocket for the next three years, $10. What do you, what do, you do when all you have to run to the Chinese and get the Chinese special before 4 o'clock because that's what you can eat? What do you do when you say, Lord, here am I? And you have to go to bankruptcy court and say, I can't pay you. And your credit go down to a five something. And you walk out of there and you say, Jesus, you still with me? Missing, broken, despair. Wanted to quit. But I, my Jeremiah, there's a fire in my bones that I can't quit. I made a commitment. I signed a contract that I'm doing life in Jesus Christ. And the, and the devil's saying, all you have to do is just open up your marks right here and give yourself back to me and we'll take them all out. I said, no, no, you didn't get the memo. I divorced you. I'm no longer with you. Love don't live there anymore. I'm going to follow the cross until the day I die. And today, today, God has restored everything in my life. Nothing missing, nothing broken. In my witchcraft, God has given me more in 17 years that I've been with Jesus Christ than the 25 years the devil ever gave me. Today, I nothing missing. My relationship with my daughter is much better, a lot better. I can eat in any restaurant in New York City that I want because vengeance is the Lord. And the sad thing about the whole thing, all those people lost their ministry. And you know what the saddest thing? That I was in this, I was in this Mexican bus with a whole bunch of Christians in my early years. You know, the, the Astro bus, that's Mexican bus. I was in this bus, and they were all saying, hallelujah, praise God, in the bus. And then I said, John, what do you say? What do you say, John? I said, I don't know, because I don't know the Christian language. <laughs> what do you say? I don't know the Christian language. Because I was a young Christian. I was sitting in the back in a little corner. I don't know how to say hallelujah. I mean, Really, I'm kind of embarrassed to say hallelujah. John, raise your hand. Didn't the pastor preach an awesome message? I was like, well, I still got tabs in my Bible. I don't know what Genesis or Revelation is at. And today, 
The only person that's serving Jesus Christ is me. They're all backslid. Are you guarding what God entrusted you with? Are you guarding what God has entrusted you with? What virgin are you? Today, blind, broken, I was a master in witchcraft. Santeria, Pritimo, Tenia Echo, Yemaya, Chango was my father. Palamanyumbe, who I had in Palamanyumbe, I said, Terraya Sarabanda. The two worst demons you can ever imagine. When I gave my life, when I went to hell, hell is a real place. I remember I was going to sacrifice my first human being. And I was so disappointed that I couldn't kill him. He was waiting for me on the 12th floor in Park Chester, 1925 McGraw Avenue. I parked my car. The devil said, do you love me? I said, of course I love you, Daddy. He said, there's one on the, on the 12th floor waiting for you to mug you. Cut him into pieces. Drain the blood. Cut his arms. Cut his legs. And put him in the pot. And then caldero. Because I want use those parts to walk like a human being on the earth. And the guy slipped by my fingers. And I didn't get a chance to kill him. Three weeks later, I'm watching my favorite show in the world, Jerry Springer. <laughs> and I heard the voice of Jesus Christ for the first time. He said, my son, I'm coming soon. What are you going to do with yourself? I couldn't believe it that God speaks. Because I knew the voice of every demon. My connection was from here to Haiti, Cuba, Miami, and back. I had, a, I had a ceremony called Sansi that was done for me in the Bronx. Only, seven, only, only a few people could never do that ceremony. That's how, how demonic it is. And that's besides Paloma Yumbe, I was cut. I was cut, and I was a palero tata. And, be, and that last ceremony that they did to me was Sansi. That means half Haitian, half French. And that ceremony, people in the church were doing the ceremony, same thing with the ice bucket challenge. Oh, I know that, that hurts. You can say hallelujah. You can say ouch. Because when we did the ceremony, after you did the ceremony, you drank the gunpowder with the oil for your stomach. When you did all that, they sealed the deal with the devil with the ice bucket. And many, we, we want to be like the world, but the world don't want to be like us. You know, I don't see, you know, it's funny because Anton LaVeyne say, I want to thank all the Christian parents that for one night a year, they celebrate the devil with me. They celebrate Halloween. But you don't hear devil worshippers saying, I can't wait to get here to your church on Good Friday. I don't see none of them here. We, we, we so easily give in to the things of the world. You know, we want to be followed, but we want, we don't, no one wants to lead. You're doing the ice bucket challenge. You just, you just signed a contract with the devil. Matter of fact, the guy that created the ice bucket challenge committed suicide. So you, you keep throwing your ice bucket. You don't even take a real bath if you're going to throw an ice bucket challenge. Some of you bathe like once a week. And then you want to do ice bucket challenge because I saw it in the news a bishop doing it and, and this person doing it. And they challenged me. Really? Why didn't I challenge you growing Christ? Well, we don't get a challenge going on, right? Let's start our own thing. Let's challenge you in a year how much you grow. Let me see your new resume because the one you got now is pretty old. You haven't done nothing for Jesus Christ. You haven't brought no one to the baptism pool. You haven't brought anyone to the salvation prayer. You haven't, brought, you haven't done a disciple, shop, a disciple class in your house. Let's check out your resume. What do your resume say? If, if Jesus Christ walked into your door and said, we're going to see everybody's resume. What would your resume say? What was the last time you, you did something? What was the last time your resume said, I moved from glory to glory? Or your resume just like got coffee stains on it. 
stale, nothing. I was, you know, you know, you know what amazed me? I jumped crazy, I was watching TV, and I saw this little old lady, Madeline Hickey. And I see her dressed up with this, you know, Halloween costume out in the Middle East, preaching to thousands. And yet last, last month, I was in Madeline Hickey, 86 years old. She said, John, I'm doing another crusade. I'm going to Saudi Arabia. Here's my cell number. Pray for me. Madeline Hickey, 86. 86, still doing. I said, girl, if, you, if you're 86 and you're still doing something, I'm far behind. I got to catch up. <laughs> she's, she's a hottie. 86, hottie. Botox works. That stuff works. <laughs> but 86, amazing. 86, still doing crusades. Billy Graham, once in a while, Billy Graham throws, throws, out, throws out a message. He's 90-something years old. Once in a while, he throws a message out. Nicky Cruz is going to be 80. He looks good because he's Puerto Rican. He's sexy. 80. He's still out there ministering. What about us? What is it that you, what, the day you die, you stand next to an Esther? What are you going to say when you stand next to Esther? No mother, no father, and kill the first Hitler. The anointing that God put in her life killed the first Hitler because that, that person wanted to kill all the Jews in one day. Kill the first Hitler. Esther. What do you do when you stand next to a David? What do you say? What is your testimony compared to his? When you stand next to a poor, radical person, sick in mind, a baby killer, a Saddam Hussein about th- of his time, what do you say when you stand next to a poor? What testimony do you have in heaven when you stand next to these people? And they had less to work with, and they made it. We got CD, DVDs, we got all kind of stuff, and we're still struggling. We got good pastor preach good messages, and when you walk out the door, you go, oh, that was good. But what he preached, I don't know, I forgot. My, my, I take five minutes and I do an altar call. What version are you? Because we're coming to the last days, Jack. I don't care who trying to preach you happy. Who, I don't care who telling you prophet, fling, flang, prophet this. You're going to hit lotto. You're going to be good, you know, on the hood. You're going to be in the mountaintop eating a peppermint patty. No, you're not. That ain't going to happen. God will bless you and God will provide for you and God will sustain you, but you're going to have to fight. Because even the Israelites, when God gave them the promised land, God left enemies in the promised land that they had to fight. And we got uncomfortable, we had four hands, and we ain't doing nothing. No spiritual warfare. How is it that the witches on TV? Hey, you know, I'm, I, I, a couple of months, last year, was it? Last year, I was hanging out with, with, with Keith Hudson in, in, out in California. God is sending me to California now a few times because God wants to reach the lost and the forgotten. And Keith Hudson's amazing man of God, Kerry Perry, dad. And we were praying. We were talking about his daughter. His daughter's Illuminati. Last year, she made $130 million. She ain't broke. And this man's awesome. And we were talking. We were praying about his daughter. And now his daughter is starting to see revelations of Jesus Christ again. You see that? Starting to see revelation. Even Justin Bieber seeing some stuff. See, because God is going to get the misfits. Because the church ain't doing nothing. So God has to go out of the church and get people to do something. So as a type of worshiper, as a person, 
fragmented father. My father got shot in the face for a woman that wasn't even his at the age of 33 and died when he had a good wife home. You know what's wrong with, what, you know what's wrong with, you know what's wrong with, you know how the devil played? Because everyone used to do witchcraft to marriages so the husband could go crazy? It's the 80-20 program. You have 80% at home. You with me? You have 80% at home. So I throw you the 20 and make the 20 look bigger than your 80% at home. So your wife don't do certain things, and now you find someone that does it, but she doesn't do all the stuff your wife does to you. And you like the dog by the water. You've got the bone in your mouth, but you think the one by the lake is bigger. It's just a reflection. And I destroy your marriage. We need to wake up. Because, you see, we come into a slumber. The church is asleep. You know, the devil is doing spiritual chemical, spiritual warfare. He's blowing things into the church. And the first person he grabs is the pastor with the big churches. Because if I can grab him, I got the church. He'll preach a false gospel. That is not the gospel that Paul said. If they preach any other gospel to you, let them be cursed. It is not the gospel that Jesus Christ. It's a Jesus Christ they're made up in the mind. It's a new age Jesus. It's not the same Jesus in the word of God. Even Paul said that if they preach any other gospel, let them be cursed. And how is it that we know that that gospel they're preaching to us is the real deal when you have no unction or no check in your spirit by the Holy Spirit because you're not a study of the word? When I hear things people preach, you know, I, I, my daughter, we were talking, my daughter, my daughter and I were talking the other day, and she said, Dad, where's Lent? I said, eat all you want. I said, eat all you want. And then I went, I went, I went, I went into uh, YouTube. I sent a video about a priest talking about Lent. He said it's not even in the Bible. But he took the 40 days of Jesus, he took the 40 days of Moses, and he turned it into anything he wanted because he didn't even know scripture himself. What word lives in you? Because you come into a place, and the reason the virgins got up from their situation, they all look the same, they dress the same, smell the same, they, they were going to the same church. They all went to sleep. Sp spiritual warfare, chemical spiritual warfare. They fell asleep. And when they got up, the reason the other people couldn't hear the voice and had oil in the lamp because they had a true relationship with Jesus Christ. How's your lamp? How's your oil? Are you just depending on, on someone to pass you, hand me down, or someone to pray for you, someone to lay hands on you? I, I hear people say, lay hands on them. Oh, how, lay hands. Give me your anointing. Are you retarded? Are you on social security disability? I can't give you what doesn't belong to me. Because the anointing is never mine. That anointing belongs to the Holy Spirit. And I can't give you something that you haven't paid a price for. Because if you want the anointing, you got to bend your knee, fast, pray, be consistent with your walk with God, and God will give you the anointing. Then because see, God can't trust you with something that you are not capable of handling. So here come Johnny come lately, and he wants the anointing, and he's a whoremonger. And now I'm going to give him the anointing, but he didn't sacrifice nothing. He didn't pay a price. What is the price of your alabaster box? What is the cost? What do you want to sacrifice today? Because my question is easy. I went to hell. is a real place. That's how I got to say Because you know the saddest thing about I went to hell? You know what breaks my heart? It's not the point of me going to hell because it was a terrible place for the moment I went. You know what's the saddest thing I went? I didn't have to go there. There was a real Christian that would evangelize to me. 
if there was a real Christian that can come up and challenge me, share the gospel and say, listen, like, like, like Jonah did. He went to Nevada. He went to a wicked city. And he preached and he said, 40 days, turn or die. His message was so profound that even the, even, even the donkeys were fasting. <laughs> even the animals were fasting. I ain't dying. Are you dying? No, I'm not dying. <laughs> <laughs> what was the last time you preached something that people got convicted? If someone would have came and say something and they got convicted, who knows how they had to go to hell? But Christians are weak and anemic and couldn't bring the gospel to me. It's funny. I let this guy in my house with all my demon stuff, and he shared the Bible. I think we went through three pages of Genesis. After that, he fell asleep. I fell asleep. And when I got saved, I bumped into him, chased my hand back on the over circle in Parkchester, and he ran from me because he was a backslider. My altar call is simple. Going to hell, coming back. Meeting Jesus Christ in hell because Jesus said, whatever you make your bed, I'm there. How awesome is that? How awesome? You know, it's my, you know, you know, you know, hell is the absence of God. Heaven is the presence of God. Because I don't go to heaven because they got cute clothes and they got cute stuff up there. Or they got cute projects. Heaven is the presence of God. How awesome to go to heaven and stand in front of God. That is the missing link for every human being. I feel sorry for atheists and homosexual people. They go and feel the love of God. The last thing they feel before they go to hell is that presence and that love that God loved you, that God died for you, that God wanted you, that God craved for you, that God wanted a relationship with you, that God wanted to partner with you, that God wanted to do his best in his life, and you feel that love, you feel that presence, and then you get cast into hell. Damaging. 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 My old to call. Anybody can come play the piano? My question is this. This. My question to you is this. What virgin are you? Are you the five wise or are you the five foolish? Which one are you? I was telling the men yesterday, I, I, I had such an unction of the Holy Spirit in my life, right? I want you to listen to this testimony real quick. I have such an unction. I told the pastor, I have such an unction in the Holy Spirit in my life. It's, it's so cool. You can talk to the Holy Spirit all the time because people talk to themselves anyway. You go down my hat and people are talking to themselves. At least I'm talking to myself for the right reasons. Right? I don't take funny pills. Let, 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 let me just tell you this testimony. I bought this chain. And I said, wait, I'm a Christian. I bought a chain. It had diamonds on it. It was like had silver and, and dipped in gold, whatever. But it looked too big. It looked like, you know, I didn't look like a preacher. I looked more like a rapper. So I kind of didn't want the chain. I was like, I put this away. People are going to think the worst. People are going to think that I'm taking the ministry money. I'm pimping. Because that's the first thing they say. Look at the car he's driving. Look what he got. But I pay a price. You don't know the price. You don't know. You don't know the. You don't know the. You don't know the price of my alabaster box to judge me to say what I'm driving. You don't know what I've been through. You know what what cost me to drive that car. 
you don't know the, the people I helped, the b- battles I've been through, the witchcraft. I got into so much witchcraft for people. The people can be set free. You don't know the demonic demon that been sent to my house. The phone calls I got from last year from Miami telling them, we watch all your two videos. I said, so what? Why are you calling us witches and all this? I said, but that's what you are. You're not a doctor or a nurse or, or a lawyer. The witch. Been to, I've been to, broken, dismantled, bad credit, everything. Restore. And then if I drive something, because God allowed me to have it, not because you supply. You can't supply nothing for me, by the way. You can't provide for my needs. Your hands are too short. It is the books that I write to help Christians how to become arming dangerous. So you can fight and get God's best in your life. But you don't want to read. You're too lazy. You don't want to read. You're too lazy. You want people to hand stuff to you. Now we got in so dumb, now that we got audible books. Audible books because people don't want to read anymore. People don't want to spend time. People don't want to give. Give something so you can get something back. Give something you can get something back. So what supports me is really my books. Because I'm going to write a book next year. It's called Fear Not. How is it that the, the fear had creep into the church? How is it that unbelief had creep into the church and has paralyzed? Believers, I paralyzed pastors and leaders, I had paralyzed the body of Christ. Unbelief, uh, uh, all these things have paralyzed. The devil has ramped the church and has put things on people. Fear how you break that off and stay free. Fear I love it. Fear Joshua. I am with you. Fear I die for you. How many? How long you been walking with Jesus Christ? Look at the footprints behind you. Only one set of footprints because they carry you. Shame on you that you're going to doubt. Shame on you that you're going to have fear. Shame on you that you're going to have unbelief now at this stage of life. In this, the, we're in the last life. We're in the last fourth quarter. I choose to live and die. And I told the man yesterday, when I die, when I go home with the Lord and close my eyes, Jesus Christ will smile because I made him proud. And when I live, when I leave this earth, hell will rejoice because I left the battlefield because I was the force to be reckoned with. I'm living the radical life, not the institutional life. I love my brothers and sisters. I used to hate you so much at one time in my life. And now I love you because God has given me a love for the body of Christ. A genuine love for the body of Christ. I'm not those preachers that they love the crowd but hate the people. I love the people. I come and shake hands. and, and you know, I'm not in no green room sitting there eating M&M's in Fiji water at 72 degree temperature. I ain't no Cindy. Cindy Trim. She got a list that goes down for a mile, even down to her microphone. You don't have a type of microphone, she won't preach in your church. Sad. We have been, if you don't come pick me up on a Yukon or tinted windows, I can't come to your church. Yes, those are the people. Hollies for hire. Not, they're not shepherds like this man. Hollies. Hollies. Taking your money, but you don't come and put in good ground. You get goosebumps. Oh, I got goosebumps. Oh, I got goosebumps. For what? The devil can give you goosebumps too. 
dollars. I did a documentary for the, for, 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 I did, what was it, Travel Channel? I did a documentary for Travel. They called me up and said, yo, could you expose Charles Manson? Because he said, this is the devil's hole. This is Death Valley down in, in, uh, in Las Vegas. And he did all the killings. I said, yeah, I can expose him. He said, how much you, you want to get paid? I said, no, just let me say Jesus on TV. I said, let me say Jesus on TV. God, give me that platform. I'll say Jesus in the desert. Because you know what? It was not about the money. It was all about me coming on, on a circular TV show to say Jesus Christ. And I exposed Charles Manson's theory. I broke it down to nothing. And I was saying, every, every Sunday, oh, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Guys, the guy was like, dude, Jesus, Jesus. Man, I told man, I, I told I wore the name out on live TV because I'm indebted to the cross. I'm not indebted to you. I'm not indebted to no building. I'm indebted to the cross. I owe him everything. So this, so I got the chain. I leave you with this. I got the chain. Got me? I put it on Facebook to sell. Not, you know, like Facebook got this thing you can put the chain, right? I put it on, and this lady, I mean, I put it, I had the chain for two years, put it, in, uh, put it away. So the lady turned around and said, people ask me, oh, I want to buy it from the Bronx. I want to buy it from Brooklyn. And oh, on and off, never clicked. Never, never, the deal never went through. The deal never went through. So I, I turned around and uh, the, the, the lady, this lady contacted me. She said, I'm on South Jersey, Trenton, New Jersey. Anybody from Jersey here? All the way down there, far. I'm like, she said, I want to buy your chain. I said, call me. I said, but the chain is this, this, and that. I said, for you, for you, for your husband. For... She said, I just want to put it away. I just want it. She said, I'll give you the 650 for the chain, and I'll give you a couple of dollars more so you can come down. And I can't come to New York because I don't know my way in New York, but you come down, you meet me. I was like, I don't know, wow, South Jersey, that's far, man. That's like another country. What? That's like another country. I'm going to go over there. But I had a peace. I had an unction in my spirit. The Lord said, Go! And I went. I went in the car. I drove it. And I had a, I had a rental, so I put all the miles on that, not on my car. I, I drove, and I drove, and I got there, and I met that lady in this little mall. And this lady had a broken down car, like one of these four escorts, broke down. We sat in it. I felt like I was sitting in the floor. I was so low. And, and we talked. And she said, I'm an evangelist, too. I said, hold up. Really? I went. I got all my books. I got all the books. I said, get me armed and dangerous. Kill them all. Set people free. I give all the books every. She was like, oh, wow, really? She, and I said, well, I, it's getting late because it's about an hour and a half to drive back. I said, I don't want to hit the traffic on the turnpike. She said, let me pay for the chain. $650, she gave me. And then she said, she said $650, here's $100 more for, for the tolls and gas. I said, well, I don't, I don't want to tell you I didn't want your money. I didn't want the, the extra money. I just wanted to bless you with the chain. I just wanted to bless you. She said, give me the 650 She said, no, God spoke to me about you. I said, okay. I said, okay. So she said, I went to the bank this morning. And she pulled out two checks. One was $7,000, the other one for $3,000. She gave me $10,000 right in the parking. I didn't even know the lady. She said, God spoke to me about you. Nothing missing, nothing broken when you seek the cross of Jesus. I didn't know the lady. I thought she was pranking me. I was looking for the camera. I said, I'm going to be punk. She ripped out two checks. She said, seven, $7,000 for number perfection. $3,000, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Didn't know the lady's name. Didn't know much about her. She shared a little bit of her testimony. And she gave me $10,000 sitting in the parking lot in South Georgia. Imagine if I would have said, oh, it's too far. I can't go. Oh, I know. I, she wants to change. She better come get it. Do you know the voice of the master? 
know the voice of your husband, your kids. You know the voice of your neighbor. You know the voice of your crazy sister, crazy brother. But do you know the, do you know the voice of Jesus Christ? Then when he, when he talks, do you move? When he talks, do you obey? When he talks to you, do you listen? Are you too busy? I got this whole thing. They got this whole Christian. I'm soaking. You soaking what? I don't need to soak. I ain't soaking in what? I soak in soap and water. And get the dirt off. I just listen. And let him speak to me. I got in the car. I want to meet the lady. And, then, and I came back home with $10,750. Only God. I took the money. You my witness. What I do with most of my money? Huh? What I do most of the money I get? Say it loud. I don't hear you. And what I do with it? I get most away. Am I generous or not? I get most away. Because I don't want money to define me. I don't want money to dictate me. I don't want to have a plan B. Well, I got in a bank account. Money doesn't define me. Money doesn't control me. Money doesn't own me. I used to think like that at one time. If Jesus don't work out, I got a bank account. <laughs> if Jesus don't work out, I got a bank account. Just in case he don't show up, I got the money anyway. Pastor got rebuked by some Puerto Rican lady. Look what God has done in the Bronx. Look at the beauty of this church. The worship team is awesome. I don't know why they don't have their CD yet. I don't know what they're waiting on. Because I've been to many churches. I've been to a lot of TBNs. And they got the radio. I've been to Hillsong. They got the radio. This is worship. I can feel the presence. It's not the radio. The presence. Could you usher the presence? I felt that I was there. Yesterday I felt it too. I had goosebumps. And I might have been a chick. Come, let me pray for you. Come and let destroy the works of the devil in your life. Let's be the five wise virgins and hear his voice. Come. I pray for you. They can come, yeah. They can come this way. Come this way. Come. 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 And we pray. We believe God, that he's Lord, and we're going to put the devil on our feet. There's no room for the devil in my life. You know what's funny? You know, you know what's you know what's awesome? You with me? You know what's awesome? You know what's awesome? I had a brother named Julio. Julio, you know my brother Jimmy. My brother Jimmy was in witchcraft. My brother Jimmy was homosexual. My brother Jimmy was a trivestite, dressed like a woman. And he was married to a woman. My brother Jimmy, listen to me. My brother Jimmy 
lived here in Stevens, Stevens, Stevenson, whatever complex here. Lived there. He threw a party that makes Salomon Gomorrah look like kindergarten. But one day he caught a heart attack because he was smoking, he was, he was doing too much cocaine. And the Lord told me, go to the hospital and speak to my brother, homosexual, transvestite, married to a woman, and a witch doctor. I went to speak to him in the hospital, and he said to me, get out of my room, because we used to fight all the time when he used to be Thanksgiving in my mom's house. Me with Jesus, my punches, and him with the devil, his punches. I, got, I, 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 have, I had a better left hook. But my brother was in the hospital, ready to go to heart surgery, and I brought the gospel in the hospital. He wept like a baby, and he received Jesus Christ. And I didn't want to go to the hospital because I thought he was going to have all these crazy people in the hospital with him. But he had a, he had a posse of people, homosexual, trivestites, butchers, all, he had all that stuff hanging out with him all the time. No one normal could hang out with him. But when you preach the gospel and you bring the gospel, my brother got saved. He got, he, got, he got baptized in Revelation. He left all that stuff. He became straight. And a week before his birthday, he said, John, I'm doing a Christian party. And I'm going to buy all those people. And they're going to they, they think it's one of the parties I used to do. They don't know I'm Christian. He said, I'm going to set them up. And he said, make me some CDs. How great is our God? You can only imagine. All the CDs he had. I made them all. Because we were planning he was going to have an awesome birthday. But that Thursday, a week before his birthday, he went home with the Lord. At the age of 44, he went home. I preached his funeral. And all those people came to the funeral. And when you preach the gospel, the true gospel of Jesus Christ, my brother was behind me. He had my back. He was laying in the coffin, box never want to sell. And when I preached the gospel from, the, from Psalms, the butchers, the dykes, the homosexuals, the transvestites, they raised their hand. When you're broken, when you're broken, the only person that can fix you is Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ is the only person that can repair the broken pieces in your life. When I'm broken, Pins of some stuff. Only the master. He knows how much weight he could put on you. Because he's the designer of your building. My mom was Jehovah's Witness. And she came to faith. My two uncles are drug addicts in Puerto Rico. was almost dying and came to faith. grandma in Puerto Rico I haven't spoken to her in many years it happened a couple years ago when I came out of Times Square Church I heard the voice call your grandmother Puerto Rico I haven't spoken to her over 20 years and I was obsessed with my favorite grandmother I said abuelita you know Jesus Christ she said no 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 mijo no entiendo 
with my broken spanners, I led her to the cross. Two, two months later, she went home with Jesus. So I stand here as the product of God's goodness. I'm not going to quit. I don't care what I go through. I have my daughter living with me for five months or a year ago. And she would say, you F, your mother, in my apartment. And God said, be patient. Be patient. To the point that after a while, the Lord said, move her out. Broke. It broke my heart. To move out, my only daughter. Out of my house. Lord said, you trust me. Move out. I had to tell you, you need to leave. I trust him. I obey. I tell you, you need to go. Sad about Abraham when he threw Ishmael out. Abraham was rich. And he just sent him with a loaf of bread and a bottle of water. But he obeyed. I obeyed. And today, me and my daughter have sweet fellowship. So I have paid the price to walk with the king in my most difficult, darkest hours of my life. When I couldn't see the hand in front of me. When I know that I, the next day, I didn't know if I was going to eat. It would be a fasting day. And the devil laughing. Look at you now. You call yourself a Christian. Look at you. Pitiful. You're worth nothing. But there's treasure in this earthly vessel. Because it has to be tested. You have to be proven. You have to pay the cost to walk with the king. I leave you with this. Maybe I'll be back next year. I don't know. Pastor now might do something before the summer's over. Out of Long Island. I leave you with this. Count the cost. Count the cost. There's no time to murmur. There's no time to complain. There's no time to give up. Let them repair the broken pieces. Let them repair the void. It's time to cut the rope and things that are holding you God from God's best. Today is the day that the Lord has made. In my storms don't last, the sun will always come out. In my brokenness, in my despair, I give up everything for Jesus Christ.
funny. I left the devil that I can see for a man that I couldn't see. Today, I give you Jesus in a whole new way. To Jesus from Genesis to Revelation, I give you him. I pray for you and I believe God that he will meet you in your place. He will heal you. He will deliver you. He will set you free. This is the church of Jesus Christ. This is a real church, by the way. We believe in healing. We believe in restoration. We believe in, in deliverance. And we believe God's best for you. Amen? Pastor, come up. I will pray for you. I will pray with the pastor. And we'll team up. And Julia and I will team up. in the presence of God. Father, we thank you for this defining word in our lives today. Thank you because you have challenged us and we are here in your presence, my God. No excuses. We lay everything bare at your feet. At the altar, Lord God. This wonderful, old-fashioned altar that allows us to say, none of us, all of you, my God. We lay who we are at your feet this moment. All our brokenness, all our pain, all our disappointments, all of our fears, we lay them before you, Lord God. All of our dreams, our hopes, our desires, we lay them before you. We thank you that you've brought us to this place. And Father, right now, I thank you that your anointing is present to heal, to save, to deliver, to set free. Thank you, Father, that this is, this is the moment, Lord God where we're going to be able to define and say, I remember that day where God delivered me, set me free, and now I'm a new person. So Father, right now we declare over your people that this is the day of their deliverance. That this is the day, Lord God, where you're setting them free and taking them to that next level. This is the day, my God, where anything that encumbered us, anything that hindered us, anything that limited us right now is taken away today. Devil, we bind you in the name of the Lord Jesus. We expose you today. We realize and recognize that the things we've carried are not useful in this season any longer and for the future season. Today the Lord is saying, I am removing from you the very things that have hindered you. You have come to this place. This is the place of the cutting away. Today I say to you, this is the place of cutting away. I'm about ready to cut everything from you that had limited you, that hindered you. And today you're being set free for the glory of God. Today God has given you a fresh new boldness. Today God has given you a fresh new word. Today God has given you a fresh new mindset. Receive it today. Receive it. Say, say with me. Say, Father, today I receive this anointing, this mad brand new mindset. Thank you, Father, to set me free. Thank you, Father, that you set me free today. I will walk in your word. I will walk in your wisdom. I will walk in your grace. I will walk in your love. Father, right now, I lose boldness upon your people. Boldness, boldness, boldness to walk in your way. Hallelujah. Father, thank you that you're setting us free right now. Holy Spirit, have your way. Holy Spirit, right now. Hallelujah. 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 Today the Lord is setting you free, setting you free. All the things that hindered you right now, right now, 
It's just you and God, you and God, you and Jesus. You don't have to look at anybody else. Don't worry about anybody else. If I could have some of the ushers here in the front. Don't worry about anybody. It's just you and Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. This is a new day for you. A new day for you, brethren. Hallelujah. Come on, it's time that you just bask in the presence of God. You don't have to look. You don't have to uh, do research. It's just, just you and God right now. Just love on Him right now. Come on, it's the Spirit of God that is setting you free. It's the Spirit of God that's moving you into new levels. You came today for a fresh new anointing. Guess what? It's here right now. Don't be an observer. Be a participator. Hallelujah. And the greatest thing that God has given you right now is a reminder that He loves you. He loves you with an eternal love. You are here and God is saying to you, I love you with an eternal love. That's the greatest thing. That's the greatest thing. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.
Hallelujah. If you were prayed for, um, if you would go back to your seat, we'd appreciate it to see who hasn't been prayed for just yet. So if you would pray for, um, go back to your seats. Hallelujah. This way we can make space for those that haven't been prayed for yet. Thank you so much. Fuck. 
Lift up your hands. Lift up your hands. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ. Father, we break every satanic demonic attack against this man. Father, we pray freedom. Freedom upon his life. Freedom upon his mind. Freedom upon his life. Freedom upon his mind. Father, right now, in the name of Jesus Christ, we pray freedom. Hold the sunset free. free indeed. Devil, you're a liar. We put you on notice in Jesus' name. We command right now. Loose your hands off this man's mind. In the name of Jesus Christ, we break every infirmity spirit against you in the name of Jesus. We command every spirit to leave now in the name of Jesus Christ. Now, in the name of Jesus Christ, we break every generation of curse against you in Jesus' name. We declare the freedom of the Lord upon you right now. We declare the freedom of the Lord upon you right now. In Jesus' name, amen. Pray for a few more people and then uh are you Chinese? Huh? Indonesia? You Muslim? You're not Muslim? You sure? Alright, come over here, I pray for you. I'll pray for you. Come on, myself. Amen. Pray that Catholic religious spirit off you in the name of Jesus. Father, I pray you fill this cup. Father, fill this cup. Father, fill this cup. Lord, you had called this young lady to go to the mission field and reach the lost. Touch her now, Holy Spirit, in the name of Jesus. Lift up your hands. Right now, in the name of Jesus Christ, we break that witchcraft right now off you. We break that witchcraft. Manifest and go. Every demonic spirit has to go right now in the name of Jesus Christ. Go. Now, in the name of Jesus, manifest and go in the name of Jesus Christ. I break every satanic, demonic powers, every altars that has your name on it. We destroy, we send it back to the sender. In the name of Jesus, to that witch repents. Lord, torment that witch. Torment that witch until that witch repents. Now, in the name of Jesus, manifest, manifest and go. Manifest and go. Every ceremony, every demonic attack over your life, come out in the name of Jesus Christ. Come out in the name of Jesus Christ. Come out. Come on, take a deep cough and let it out. Come out. Come out in the name of Jesus. By fire you come out, devil. By fire you come out. Come out in the name of Jesus. Come out. Come out in the name of Jesus Christ. Come out. I break every satanic demonic attack over your life. Manifest. Manifest and go. Manifest and go. Hey, baby, send them up. Send them up. Send them up. Come on. Hey, baby, come on. Manifest and go. Look at Manifest and go. Fire, fire in the name of Jesus. Fire in the name of Jesus Christ. Fire. Now, now, now. Come out, come out, come out. Come out, come out, come out. Freedom. Father, we break every demonic attack over my sister. Father, we pray freedom. We pray that every witchcraft, vex, voodoo, demonic altars, Father, we burn them down to ashes with the fire of the Holy Spirit. We declare every void in her life be filled with the Holy Spirit, Father God. Nothing missing, nothing broken. And Father, we send everything back to the witch. That that witch will be tormented, Father God, until the witch fall on her knees and repent and know Jesus Christ is Lord. That we, we saturate your house. We touch every demonic, every demonic activity in your house. We destroy it in Jesus' name. And we command you will sleep 
you will wake up and Jesus is Lord over your life. Amen. I hardly sleep. I'm always attacked in the brain. No more. No more. Amen. What happened? Pray for him. Lift up your hands. Send Father, right now, in the name of Jesus Christ. In the name of Jesus Christ. Are you walking with Jesus, man? You're not walking with Jesus. You're lukewarm. You're in and out. You're double-minded. I'm going to tell you the way the Holy Spirit is telling me. I ain't going to sugarcoat it. You're in the wrong church. I can send you to Houston. God wants to do great things. God has called you to be an evangelist, but you're playing games. And if you keep playing games, you go home early before your time says the Lord today is the day of salvation rededication do you want it what church you go to huh this church but you never hear you never hear watch the devil is after you you're hanging out with the wrong people and God has protected you from death already don't take Jesus Christ for granted, says the Lord. Because if you don't turn from the situation you're in now, this church will be doing your funeral. I'm telling you the way it is. You're a good man. You have a good heart, but you make bad decisions. You love God, but you're trapped. I pray for you today. I want God's best in your life. I don't even know you, but I give you a word from the Lord. Amen. Raise up your hands. Say, Lord Jesus, I come today. Forgive me for all my sins. Be my Lord and Savior. I receive you. Lord, help me. Help me to get out of places that I don't belong. Help me to break friendships that doesn't glorify your name. Help me today. As you've done for David, as you've done for Jeremiah, for Daniel, today's my turn. I want to be the great evangelist for Jesus Christ. No hindrance, no delays, no more blockages or distraction. I turn to you. I'm weak, but you are strong, Lord. Bring me through. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Do, I, I want one, one before I leave I want one quick favor I want all my little people all my little people my young people come up on stage come up come up on stage all my young people come up on stage if, you, if you're less than 20 come up how old are you? you 30 oh, you can say they were hurt all my young people come up all my young people all my Facebook snapshots all my Instagram junkies, come up. All my young people, come up. All my young people, come up. All Esthers, all Davids, all Daniels, come up. Come up. The devil can't take you. The devil can't have you. And the devil ain't going to own you. Come up. Come up. You are the church of Jesus Christ. Come up. Come up. All my young people, all the ones, come on, all of you that curse and all that, come up. We're going, today's going to be sanctification and dedication. All my young people, you ready for this, people? 
You can come up, you young too. <laughs> I'll pray for you. <laughs> I, I, I want to take a moment, listen to me. Every church I go, all, all, over, the, all over the world, anywhere God sends me, I, I want you to listen. No, let, let me get this for a second. Let me just get one second here. I want you, I want you to catch this. The devil's after this generation. Look at what happened in Florida. If we don't pray for you today, and we don't invest in you today, and we don't cover you today, tomorrow is no guarantee to nobody. Look at that young man in Florida. He said he had demons talking to him, and he killed 17 people. I want to pray for you today. I want you to declare today, social media is not your God. Social media is not your God. Your Facebook is not your God. Your friends, your, your videos is not your God. And we have become a generation of junkies technology-wise. And the devil is eating and dismantling and corrupting your mind. When you're supposed to have the mind of Christ. You with me? I want you to raise your hands up. Up. Let's raise your hands up. All of them. Both hands. Both hands. Both hands. We're going to declare and decree. Say, Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Be my Lord and Savior. Forgive me for my sins. Touch me. Protect me. Be my Lord. Let me all the days of my life, I will walk in the fullness of what you have for me. Lord, I say today, I make a declaration that my body will never ever see a day's sickness. That I will never ever see a day of backsliding. That I will never ever sell my body, bring the right person for me, and protect my innocence. And today, Lord Jesus, Help me, as little as I am, to know you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Children, you can go back to your seats. Listen, listen, go to your seat. Listen, turn this way. I don't, don't leave. Turn this way. This is the last, this is, I want to do one more thing. Hold on. Seriously, hold on right where you at. We're not celebrating the same Mickey D's. This ain't the Galleria and this ain't the, the Palisades. Listen up. There's a lot of good things happen today. And I want to close it with one powerful prayer. Amen. And then the pastor will take over. He'll do his thing. Hold on. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, we just take authority over every backlash, retaliation, retribution, rebellion, transference of spirits in Jesus' mighty name. We seal all the work that you did here in the blood of Jesus Christ, and we come against any spirit that would try to steal and destroy anything that you did tonight, but everything that you did will prosper from this day on in Jesus' name. Sealed in the blood of Jesus Christ in Psalms 91. 
backlash, retaliation, revenge, spirit, trample, spirits of any kind. We destroy those things in the name of Jesus Christ. We declare the freedom of the Lord upon our life, upon our family. We praise Zechariah chapter 2, 5, a wall of fire. The same wall of fire he put on Job, Lord, put on us in the name of Jesus Christ, Lord, that we will be here blessed, Father God, and not only blessed, Father God, we'll be able, Father God, to bring this home to our families, our loved ones, our Lord, in our ministries, Father God. We cover them in the blood of Jesus Christ, and we seal this blessing and this church and this ministry and the leaders here. There will always be a spirit of unity in this place, Father God. We break every backlash, retaliation, gossip spirits. We destroy any backbiting spirit upon this church. Father, we seal this church to the four corners of this church. Father, we put warring angels on Michael's corner. Release them now in the name of Jesus Christ. Father, we declare that this church will be manna for the times to come. This church will be manna for the times, Lord. There's a famine of spiritual warfare. There's a famine coming, Father God. And this church will be a strong tower for this community. Lord, give us the region. Give us the region. Give us the region, Father God. Send us. Send us to do your will. In Jesus' name, amen.